Hello, my name is Rehaba Malik and you're listening to Cue the Music, a podcast where I talk to strangers about music, the music they like, the music they're listening to and much more. In this week's episode, I'm talking to Mimi from Utah. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, you can hear me properly? Yes. Hi, hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. So how's it been going? How's everything? It's okay. Um, you know, I was just realizing this morning that I've been home for five months now about, which is just kind of ridiculous to think about. Um, <laughs> it's, but I'm grateful overall that I'm doing pretty well and, you know, my family's healthy and everything, so... So five months, that means since March you've been at home. And how's everything yeah. in Utah? You're from Utah, right? So how's everything there? Yes. Um, things in Utah are not great, but not terrible. Um, we're one of the states that's had more of a spike in cases recently because it wasn't taken very seriously to begin with. But we're not the worst out of all of them it's just a lot of people are still not wearing masks or practicing social distancing much so it's frustrating <laughs> now, now i forgot to, to ask you to introduce yourself because some people who will be listening to the podcast they, they don't know you so introduce right. yourself um i'm mimi i'm from utah well i'm originally from california but i moved to utah I guess Hello. five Hello. years ago. Hello? Oh, yeah, you cut off there for a while. Oh, so. sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm Mimi, and I'm from Utah. Um, I'm originally from California, but I moved to Utah about five years ago. Um, I'm a sophomore in college. I go to school in Massachusetts. And I love music. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your name was Fiona because your Facebook name is Fiona Campbell. So I thought that your name is Fiona. Right. That's a, so my name, my like real name is technically Fiona, but um, <laughs> I've gone by Mimi since I was about two or three. Um, and but I still use Fiona on more formal things. And I originally, mm -hmm. when I first joined Facebook, it was for something to do with college and my email was Fiona and everything. So I just kept it as Fiona. And then I haven't really figured out how to change it to Mimi. So it's just stayed Fiona, <laughs> but on pretty much everything else, you'll see Mimi. <laughs> so. <laughs> so is there no way, like, aren't you change it legally to Mimi Campbell instead of Fiona Campbell? I definitely could. I just always, I don't know, I, I never wanted to before because I thought maybe when I was an adult and in a more formal setting, a more professional setting, I'd want to start going by Fiona again. But okay. it's at a point where I've gone by Mimi for so long that it feels weird to go by Fiona. So I still go by Mimi, but I still haven't changed it legally. So I don't really know. Um I, what I is the name on your driving license? Is this Fiona or is it Mimi? On your all your legal documents, is this Fiona? 
It's Fiona, yes. Oh, then it's a big hassle changing it, changing it all. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just, I mean, I just turned 18. And so I thought, you know, maybe now that I'm technically an adult, I should <laughs> go by Fiona. But I just, like, when I look at myself, it's like, oh, I'm a Mimi, not a Fiona. <laughs> I don't know. Mimi seems more warm than Fiona. I don't know why. Mimi seems more warm. Like, Fiona is... Yeah, it's a good name, but Mimi seems more warm. Yeah, I like it. And it's I think it suits me, my personality. So <laughs> what does Mimi mean? Um you know, I'm actually not sure. I got it from um at a doll when I was two or three that was named Mimi. And I kind of just liked that name. And I, I really didn't like Fiona when I was little. I thought it was so like grown up and I was just a little kid and I really didn't like it. And so kind of went up to my mom one day and was like, you know, I want to go by Mimi now. Um, and then I renamed the doll Mimet. Mimet. <laughs> so that you could be the only Mimi. Exactly. <laughs> There's only one Mimi in this household. And like, how me. did two-year-old Mimi convince her mom, like, okay, I want to be named after that doll. Like, change my name, you have given me Fiona, that's good, but I want to be called Mimi. Like, how does a two-year-old manage that? My mom was pretty open to it, because, I mean, she knew I really didn't like the name Fiona. Um, so she was pretty open to it. I don't know that she expected it to stick as much as it did, but... The one who, the person who had more trouble with me wanting to change the name was my grandfather. Um, our family is Irish and Fiona is a Gaelic name. Um, and so when I told my grandfather, who's 100% Irish and some of our, um, my uncles and everything, he, they were not thrilled about me not wanting to go by Fiona and so my grandfather was refusing to call me Mimi and he kept calling me Fiona and my sassy two-year-old self would just like turn my back on him and refuse to speak to him when he called me Fiona so he kind of finally did start calling me Mimi and I got my way but some of my uncles still refer to me as Fiona most of the time but, oh, is Fiona is Fiona a family name? Like, are you named after your grandmother or someone? Is Fiona a family name? No, it's not a family name. It's just a um, like from because we're Scottish and Irish, and it's a very common. Well, Fanula is the more common name, but my mom was. That sounds a little too. I don't know. It's just like even less common. Too much water. So, Too much water. Yeah. So she named me Fiona. I know one of the other names she was looking at for that's like Irish is Searsha, which is just spelled it's spelled so not the way it sounds. And so she's like, no, I'm not gonna name my small my little kid that and have them try to figure out how to spell it. <laughs> Sosha, Sosha. Yeah, because Sosha Ronan is an actress and she has, exactly. but it's, oh, it sounds completely different than the way it's spelled. Oh, you cut out now for me just a little bit. 
Sorry, I can't hear you. Uh oh. Oh, okay, you're back. Hello? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah we were cut there for a while. So what oh, you were cut out too, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, no, no worries about it. So what does Fiona mean? Because the only two Fionas I know and I, who I can think of right now are Fiona Apple and Fiona from Shrek. So what does it mean? Yeah, that's a very... I've gotten the Shrek so much um oh means... i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no 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 it's not a bad thing it's just uh, it's it's just a running joke with <laughs> like me and all my friends who know that my name is fiona i've dressed up as fiona from shrek for halloween before it's a very oh, um yeah. fiona means white or fair or yeah and then my middle name is claire which means like clear so kind of similar imagery i guess hello oh hello sorry uh, voice is cutting off a little so fiona means yeah and after that you will cut so uh it means white or fair mm-hmm. um yeah like white or fair like complexion wise or like you know that pure or something like that i think complexion wise um or maybe a little bit of both i'm not entirely sure but yeah i think we'll go with mimi 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 sounds much with mimi yeah <laughs> so how has your life changed before and after lockdown like before lockdown before quarantine started how was your life like what would have a normal day been for you um so i go to williams college which is in a tiny little town in western massachusetts you know the the downtown quote unquote is um one little street with a few shops and a couple restaurants and so i guess i my life was kind of just going to my classes and i had made a lot of really good friends you know i i didn't have the greatest time in high school um and i wasn't super close with anybody <laughs> but i was really enjoying my first year of college and then we all got sent home so that was unfortunate um but yeah i'm a uh, planning to major in math and chemistry um i noticed you're a med student i'm yeah. on the pre med sort of track um so making sure i get all my chemistry and biology classes in um but i'm hoping to go to pharmacy school mm-hmm. so um, uh, yeah. any plans like are you are they planning you to like are you attending your classes online these days or are, are they planning you to just you know start the session again going back to school what's the plan so they are welcoming students back to campus with some pretty strict guidelines in place and there's going to be a mix of classes held online or hybrid or in person but i'm actually not going to go back um i just i don't really trust a bunch of college age students to <laughs> yeah follow all the social distancing guidelines strictly um they actually they just recently sent us a new email cuz our plans were announced at the beginning of July 
And they just sent us another email saying they're making the rules, the guidelines even stricter and everything and kind of really um, going down on those. And so now I would maybe feel a little bit safer about going back, but I already made the decision to stay remote. So I will be doing all my classes online um, and I'm actually gonna stay with one of my other friends from college so that I'm not just totally like at home with my mom and my brother and everything. <laughs> Cause I love my family, but staying isolated with them for five months has been not the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, you can be the happiest family in the world, but staying five months scooped up in the house together, it will wear, wear out on you. It will wear out on you. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So now let's talk about your favorite album. Okay. Okay. Uh, so sorry. take it away. Well, I chose Rubber Soul by The Beatles. And this is definitely a very hard choice. A, I'm just really indecisive, and B, there's just so much good music out there that it was really hard for me. And I'm also, I'm not a huge album person, if you know what I mean. I'm not mm -hmm. one who typically will choose an album and listen to it all the way through. There's a few albums that I'll do that with, but mostly I'll listen to playlists or specific songs and things like that. But this is an album that um was introduced to me when I was pretty young by my mom um and she would play it when we were driving going on long drives in the car to certain places and so I have some I guess good memories associated with it I really when I hear songs I can often associate certain memories or places or people with them and so this listening to Rubber Soul really just kind of brings me back to that, I guess, <laughs> when I was little and listening to it with my mom. And I've always just thought it was a really fun album. I, the songs are some of my, on that album are some of my favorite songs by the Beatles. And because, um, of course, they have so much music, but mm -hmm. this album in particular is my favorite. And... I just really like the sounds that they use and I think it's a really fun and easy album to sing along with and some of the songs are just gorgeous. It is like, it, I'll say it is one of the more easier listening to albums, like easy, it's meant yeah. for easy listening, it's not, like the lyrics Definitely. are pretty simple, like you don't need to like sit and think about them pretty too much, they are pretty simple. And short mm -hmm. song, like the whole album is 14 songs, 35 minutes hard. Like right, hardly it's... any song is more than two, three minutes long. Yeah, I noticed that because it had actually been a while since I'd listened to this album. But I was thinking if I had to choose one favorite, it would be this one. <laughs> um, and so I, I listened to it this morning before we recorded this. And it, I, I did realize, oh my gosh, this is, way shorter than I <laughs> had remembered or realized it's it's quite short which I mean if you think we met to some through... of their songs and when I have listened to their discography once or twice so I gave this album 
another listen and yes it's like some beautiful song short album some beautiful song but it also features i think my least favorite beatles song really which one is that yeah. it is the last song um run album. for your life yep run for your life the last song so and correct me because i might be wrong you you, you might you, you know more 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 than me about this it is so misogynistic don't yeah. like that i yeah <laughs> he's threatening that little That's, girl for yeah. i know it's definitely i have a big problem with <laughs> the lyrics of that song when i was really little and i didn't quite understand the lyrics that was one of my favorite songs <laughs> i know because i thought it was just such a catchy like, like you better run for you. i i really and then i growing up listening to those lyrics again i was like oh no <laughs> that is so wrong on so many <laughs> levels I I forgot on about the song but when I was listening to it I like wait wait a minute am I listening to Beatles what is this what is what is the song yeah. talking about Yeah it's it's not great um but I'm willing to look past it for the rest <laughs> of the album I there are misogynistic undertones throughout their entire discography Yeah like even b- before this like this was released in I think 65 Yeah, it, uh, it was when I fifty-five years old. So this mm-hmm. pre Rabusol and post Rabusol, right? There are misogynistic undertones in, throughout the entire discography, but this just hammers the point. Like, okay, yeah, uh, because yeah. we know, like, every each Beatle, like John Lennon was not, if he was a problematic man, he was pretty violent to his first wife and everything. But it is still a bit of shocking because you don't really the way they are portrayed, the way they are. almost glorified in pop culture beatles you don't really realize okay are yeah, they were problematic people back then not good people back then right and i think very much somewhat they're you know a product of their time and people young people listening to the beatles when the beatles were around making music wouldn't necessarily have thought to criticize those undertones of their music mm-hmm. but through the lens of you know 2020 and <laughs> the last several years looking and we're realizing like wow this is really you know if this music were released today it would be considered perhaps unacceptable some of these undertones are particularly run for your life is so <laughs> bad but you know I, it has this album has run for your life but on the other end it has glorious song like beautiful song like in my life yeah actually yeah norwegian wood right? norwegian wood that's mm-hmm. i if i said the most like beautiful songs on that album are norwegian wood and in my life and yeah, like I, you were saying if the beatles were to release music currently they won't be big they wouldn't have been big mhm Mm-hmm. It's it's well I don't know they they just made a movie a year or two ago 
called Yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main character, all of a sudden, everyone forgets who the Beatles are, <laughs> and he yeah. releases all their songs under his name and becomes famous. So <laughs> you never know. I mean, because the Beatles are still popular. Mm, very, even among, very popular. Yeah, even among people my age and stuff, even though they were around years and years and years ago. So it's hard to say, but definitely some of their music wouldn't fly, I think. Mm -hmm. If you had to choose like a running theme theme through this album, what would it be? A running theme through the album? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I guess I think, I mean, a lot of them are about, like, their relationship, I guess, between the singer and a woman, I would say. Like, Drive My Car, Norwegian Wood, The Word, Michelle, Girl. Like, a lot of them are about love, I would mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. We'll just not consider run for your life. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just forget about it. Let's just forget it's not there. Or let's just pretend it's not there. But yeah, I guess I would say love. Mm -hmm. If I had to choose one. I mean, there's a song called The Word that's mm -hmm. like, say the word love. Yeah. Lennon sermonizing to us about love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then there's politics also, like George George Harrison, one of the two songs I think he's featured in lead vocals in the album, like Think For Yourself. I think it's the only political song in this album because they have been, Beatles were political. But in this album, the only predominantly political song was Think For Yourself. Yeah. Harrison, and he was pretty political back in his day. Think for yourself, like he's right. Hmm. Yeah, do what you want to do and go where you're going to. Think for yourself. Hmm. Definitely could be. If we looked at those lyrics today, I think they are, would definitely still be relevant. Hmm. <clears throat> But like you, you, we were talking about a little while ago. Oh, I can't hear you. Sorry. It cut out again. Not sure if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. You, you're cutting off for like a second or two, but then you're coming back. Okay. You cut off for a second there too, so I'm not sure what you were saying. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so I was, no, no, no. Uh, I was talking about the song Girl, and there's a verse in that song, which I think might be for me one of the best uh, Beatles lyrics ever written. Which was it was young that pain would lead to pleasure. Did she understand it when they said that a man must break his back to earn his day of leisure? Will she still believe it when he's dead? Yeah, that line definitely sticks out to me. And you know, they Lenin has always like he had problems with <clears throat> with his religion and everything, but. Throughout these four lines in this album, three these four lines, it like he's criticizing religion pretty proud predominantly in these four lines. Mm 
I hadn't, I guess I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, I definitely, I can see that. Okay, so which is your favorite song in the album? Ooh, ah, I was thinking, I was, I was afraid I was going to be <laughs> asked this question. Um... Honestly, I mean, see, if you had asked me when I was, you know, a child, like seven, I would have said run for your life <laughs> because I thought it sounded really fun. But I clearly don't think that anymore. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe Norwegian would or in my life. Um Norwegian Wood was one that my mom played in particular a lot. And so I heard it a lot. Um, and like we said, it's just this gorgeous song. Um, and then I guess the same thing applies within my life. I think it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And your least favorite, like, let's not even consider Run For Your Life, but <laughs> if you're excluding Run For Your Life, your least favorite song now. I guess I don't know if I would say this is my least favorite but the one that has stuck out the least to me like has left the least impression and that I remember the least I guess would be if I needed someone mm -hmm. um, and yeah for I, me it would be like I don't, uh, the only song that Ringo sings, which is what goes on. Like, I like Sufjan's cover more of the song than I like the original Beatles. I didn't know Sufjan had a cover of what goes on. Oh, yes, he did. Because they, for the 40th anniversary of this album, they, like, as a tribute, they made a cover album. Oh, my Sufjan God. What goes on. I didn't know that. I will have to listen to that. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably one of my other, I don't. That's not in my top favorites. Definitely. I don't, I wouldn't say I dislike it. It's just, I don't particularly like it of all the songs on the album. Who's your favorite Beatle? Oh. Um, I guess probably John Lennon. Um, or I mean, I like Paul McCartney. Um, but yeah, I, I like some of John Lennon's. Hello? So, oh, sorry. Oh, hi. You, can you, you cut off there for a while. So who's okay. your favorite beat? I would probably say John Lennon. Um, you know, I like some of his solo work and with Yoko Ono. Mm -hmm. um, that did a lot of cool <laughs> work um and just interesting um and you know imagine obviously is very mm. famous um and i think that song is lovely um i remember i was at um a protest um a march for our lives 
protest, I guess, a couple years ago. And there's just so many young people sitting on the steps of the Capitol in Salt Lake City. Um, and they played that song and everybody was just kind of singing along and it was really lovely. And who's your least favorite Beatle? Um, I don't know That's that Ringo, I can. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Ringo is just the one that gets forgotten sometimes, right? Because he doesn't really do any of the songwriting or the vocals. He just plays the drums. But I have a hard time. Like the drums were my dream instrument when I was little, so I wouldn't want to. I I couldn't. I don't want to disrespect Ringo, but I, I mean, I guess he would be most people's least favorite Beatle, but. Least favorite Beatle Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fine. It can, you, you, I think if you would ask 80%, 90% of the population who's your least favorite Beatle, they'll say Ringo. They'll say Ringo. Yeah, I mean, if you have to, I'm obviously, I wouldn't like change. I wouldn't, but. Obviously, they all four of them bring something to the table for the band, and I wouldn't want to like get rid of one. But if you but were going to replace, if you were going to replace <laughs> one beetle without changing too much of who the Beatles are, I think most people would say that that would be Ringo. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, God bless him with with health and everything. He's still alive, so God bless him. But yeah, he's <laughs> he brings the least to the table, if we be honest. That feels so mean. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, but kind of true. Like, kind yeah. of yeah, yes, kind of true. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So, if you had you 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 told me that you had a difficult you had difficulty picking up a favorite album. So, if not Rubber Soul, which would have been your choice? Um. Oh no. Um. <laughs> well, my other favorite album that is not from modern times would be London Calling by The Clash. Oh, by The Clash. Yeah. Um. That's one of the first. I pulled this out this morning in preparation for this. I have the CD of London Calling. It's like I, I don't own CDs. This is like mm. the only CD I have. <laughs> my brother got it for me for Christmas or something when I was little. My my brother is 10 years older than I am. So I have to say a lot of my music taste, I would say, has come from my brother because, you know, him being 10 years older, he was my built-in babysitter, mm-hmm. so to say. And he was the one who would drive me around a lot, drive me to my ballet classes when I was little and everything. And so I would listen. He would play music in the car. He's not a very chatty person, but he would play music in the car. Um, and I would listen to it. And that's my brother is the big Sufjan fan of the family mm-hmm. and I started listening to Sufjan because of my brother um but yeah so London Calling is definitely one of my other favorites I would as little very as very political very political definitely mm-hmm. 
super political, I would say. Um, much more so than Rubber Soul. I mean, <laughs> very much so. Very much more yeah. than Rubber Soul. I mean, even the title track, like London Calling. Like, oh, London yeah. is burning, but I live by the river. Like, so right. political, political, political. Yeah, my other, my favorite song when I was younger was Spanish Bombs, mm-hmm. which is also political. And another one of my favorite songs is The Guns of Brixton, which is definitely <laughs> also super political. Um, And I really like Lost in the Supermarket as well, which I feel like that one's... That one feels like someone's having ex- ex- existential crisis, <laughs> but which may have been, I might have been a little young at, you know, 10, listening to this album. But And then I guess some other favorite albums of mine that are more modern and less like well-known, I would say, um, there's an artist named Declan McKenna. Oh, um, another British artist, yeah. Yeah, so I'm realizing I'm about to name a bunch more British artists. Um, <laughs> I don't know quite how this happened, but I realized that I realized this a couple years ago that a lot of the artists I listen to are British. Um, a lot. And then when I did the spotify because i use spotify and they do the spotify wrapped Mm -hmm. at the end of every year and one of the stats Mm -hmm. that they give you is how many different countries you've listened to music from and i think i had 33 different countries that i had listened to music from which obviously isn't it was higher than i thought it would be it's not Mm -hmm. that high when you think about how many countries there really are but (laughs) you know it's it's high and definitely i found somehow there's just a lot of british artists in there the Clash, the like Beatles. Like the top five artists. Are they all British? Um, maybe not the top five. But... Hmm. Like yeah, I, I w- if I remember my rap correctly of 2019, like there was... Sufjan was there. Big Thief was there. But there was also the Japanese house, which is British. 1975, oh. which is British. So they were a couple of British people. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I can... Let's see. There's this website, Stats for Spotify. Stats <laughs> for Spotify. And they'll give you your top listen to artists of all time. Mm-hmm. Mine... Only one of the top five of all time, according to this, is British. And that's the Wombats. Um, which they're another one of my favorite albums that I was one of my favorite albums. I just have so many I can't choose. Um, I haven't heard. I haven't listened to much of stuff from the Wombats. Are they are they those like Let's Dance to Joy Division? Are they the same? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, haven't, um, I haven't listened to much stuff by them. That's way. their most popular song. Um, <laughs> they, I guess, I discovered them in the summer of 2018. And so they had just released an album when I first found out about them. That album is called Beautiful People Will Ruin Your Life. And I really liked that album and I started listening to them. And then I listened to some of their older music. Um, So I've discovered their other albums, Glitterbug, 
um, the Wombats proudly present this modern glitch, uh, proudly present a guide to love, loss, and desperation. And um, I think all four of those albums are really good. But beautiful for how people. How long have they been making music? The Wombats, for how long have they been music- making music? Since 2007, I think. Oh, I thought that they were much older. I thought they were, must be a 90s band or something. No, I, they're, I mean, they kind of have a sound like they might be, especially their first mm-hmm. album. They sound like they might be more from the 90s. But yeah, um, I thought they might be from the Cure era. Right. But they're actually pretty modern um i mean to me discovering them at at a younger age i was like whoa 2007 (laughs) i was only four or sorry i can do math five (laughs) um (laughs) whoops math major here um (laughs) um so i really like their music um and i got to see them in concert um, which is where I discovered another one of my favorite artists who is also British because he was opening for them at their concert. And that is Barnes Courtney. Um, hello? Oh, hello. Yeah, Sorry. Cut off there. Like there's some problem. <laughs> I don't know what there, there's some problem in, sig- in the signal. Like you cut off a I'm sorry. I might, my Wi-Fi, my mom works from home and so... If we're both on the Wi-Fi, it might be a little bit glitchy, but I'm sorry if it's no, on my no. end. <laughs> worries about it. We'll, fi- we'll fix it. So you cut off like you were just speaking, like uh, you were just talking about how you saw them live once and then you cut off. So Yeah. Okay. So since they had just released an album, when I found them, I was like, oh, this is perfect because now they'll be doing a tour and I can actually see them. Um, and so they were touring Beautiful People Will Ruin Your Life which is definitely a great album. Um, And it's where I, by going to that concert, that's how I discovered another one of my favorite artists who is also British um, because he was opening for the Wombats at their concert. And that's Barnes Courtney. Um, He's definitely, I guess I would say alternative rock would be Mm -hmm. the right genre. Um, he is definitely a newer artist. I think his first song was in 2017. Um, and I have to say the first time when I saw that he was opening for the Wombats, I listened to a couple of his songs that he had at the time and I didn't love him. It was a little much for me i mean you could see his beginning music like the imagery is like skulls and everything and it was it was a little much and then i saw him in concert and his stage presence and everything was really awesome and it i got i don't know if that's what made me like his music a little bit more um but and then i started listening to him more and i quite liked him um, and in particular, he had a song called 99 that I really liked. Um, and then he just released a new album, 
in 2019, I guess it was, called 404. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a few songs on that album that I really like. And I feel like he definitely has a different sound now than he did in 2017, and I like it better. Mm -hmm. um, he has a song called You and I that I really, really like. And I just recently, you know how Spotify does little, um, they'll kind of give the story behind some of the songs and artists yeah. quotes. Yeah. He did that for that song. And it turns out he wrote it based off of um, his mom and a, a man that she dated when she was younger. And he lived really far away and was, oh, hello. Yeah, you, you cut off there for a little while. Like, you were just starting the story about the song. Sorry. Um, he, I think he, he wrote it about his mom, I believe, and a man that his mom dated when she was younger. Um, if I'm remembering correctly. And he was, you know, he lived in a different part of England than she did. And was pretty poor and trying to save up money, but really wanted to be with her and really went through so much just to try to be with her. And it was just kind of sweet to hear that that was the backstory behind this song. And, you know, there's a, a, some lyrics in the song. Um, Got no money in my pocket. Guess I have to hitch a ride. I would flag down any motorist. I'd run the whole M5. With the M5 being a highway in England. And I just... It's so, I don't know, I guess romantic. I think it's sweet. Um, and so I just thought that was, hearing that story behind it after I, I already really liked the song and then hearing the story behind it, it was just kind of a, like an aww moment. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, Are you a romantic song person? Like, do you like romantic songs? See, I normally I wouldn't say yes, but um i was just realizing that a lot of the several of the songs i've talked about would definitely <laughs> come across that way um maybe <laughs> i wouldn't if someone were to pinpoint like what kind of if someone were to ask me what kind of song i wouldn't i don't think i would think to say like oh sweet romantic songs but maybe I don't know. Like if I had to ask you which is your favorite song right now, which one would it be? Ooh. Um and this is interesting because I really change it up. I go through little phases. I'll be like for a week I'm like, Oh, I'm listening to nothing but Sufjan Stevens right now or I'm only listening to indie pop music right now. Or I'm only listening to this one specific artist, and so and so then my like favorite song changes from day to day. <laughs> um, I guess right now one song that I've been listening to a lot is by Barnes Courtney, um, called "The Kids Are All Right." Okay, so which is your favorite Sufjan song? Oh, I was also trying to come up with an answer for this one before we started. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is whenever anyone asks me a favorite anything, 
I really struggle. Uh, <laughs> I guess I really like my Rajneesh. Um, I know that's just such a recent release, but I do really like it. Um, as well as Romulus from Michigan. Mm -hmm. One of the more sadder Sufjan songs. Yeah. Um, out of a lot of very sad songs. Um, yeah, I, I guess maybe Romulus. Yeah. Like, Sufjan has that music. Like, thank goodness I have a good relationship with my parents. I have a good relationship with my mother and my father. But he always makes me like, okay, yeah. Uh, what is wrong with my life? Why are my parents like this? Why, yeah. <laughs> Why doesn't my mother? <laughs> She's a great mother, but every time they're like, okay, well. Yeah. It's, it definitely, definitely has a way of making you, I mean, we were talking about how Rubber Soul was definitely an easy listening. So Sufjan is really not. <laughs> Even though, we, I mean, I as well have an amazing relationship with my mom, but it's it's still just it's ah, it's so sad <laughs> that song. And not is like you you mentioned not not easy listening, and we have mentioned it. We have mentioned before. We have talked about it in previous episodes. Like certain artists, like Bon Iver and Sufjan. Yeah, music-wise, it might seem like easy listening, but lyrically, oh, they pack such a punch that you... Right. If you pay attention to the lyrics, you need to just take a step back and, okay, it's not what it seems. You need to listen it, listen to it a, lot, a couple of times to get what they're really meaning. And you might still not be sure what they're meaning. Right. Uh, yeah, a lot of Sufjan Stevens songs, sometimes you just, you really have to think to think what it might mean. Some of them are more mm -hmm. clear. I mean, I would say Romulus, it's relatively mm -hmm. clear what he's talking about. Um, more particularly if you know his, you know, family story and everything. Maybe for someone who didn't really know anything about Sufjan, they would be a little bit confused. But um, yeah, have you, I'm curious, what were your thoughts? I mean, he just released a song today. Um, oh, I yeah, video game. Yes. Right. What? I what? That song. Oh, it's like if someone had only listened to Illinois or Carrie and Lowell, they won't like that song at all. Mm -hmm. But other people who have listened to st other stuff like Age of Eyes and the BQE, we know that he has always experimented with his music. Right. You can fit Sufjan within a particular genre. He has always, 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 always experimented he has scored ballets he has yeah <laughs> uh electronic music so we know so i i loved it it was very reminiscent of kate bush and psychedelic first so i i loved it i i loved it i loved it what were you yeah. what were your thoughts about video game um yeah i i really liked it um i've definitely thought like you said it was more reminiscent of age of ads um but yeah, I have I have high hopes for the Ascension. I'm really excited about it because so far I've quite liked. I mean, 
it's America's probably my least favorite, but um, of the three singles that he's released so far, but I I liked video game, so I'm feeling good. I mean, my favorite of the three that he has released so far is My Rajneesh. And the thing that it's mm-hmm. a B-side, it's not going to be on the album, it's a B-side from America. I mean, right. this got me pretty like what this album is whole. And he has said that he's going more towards pop pop music and this like it's not going to be folk folky like Carrie and Lowe and Michigan and etc. It's going to be more reminiscent of pop music and stuff. So I am pretty excited. Like probably. Yeah. Hmm. I think it'll be interesting. All of his albums they're just all so different. So I look forward to right. it. Now I'm going to ask you some questions and you're going to answer them in quick succession. Okay, don't Ooh. try to think about it. Right? Okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Pressure, the pressure is on. All right. Which is your favorite movie score? Oh. Uh, well, what first popped to mind because of Sufyan was Call Me By Your Name, but I don't know. I don't watch a lot of movies. I would say the problem is I don't watch a ton of movies. Um, but sure, we'll just say Call Me By Your Name for right now. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just go back. You don't want to watch a lot of movies. Like, I'm sorry, but how? <laughs> what? I'm not... I don't know. Maybe it has to do with my attention span. Uh, I'm more of a TV person than a movie person, though it kind of depends. Um, like, how long has it been since you've seen a lot? Since since you've seen a movie? Oh, I mean, like my family and I just watched a movie like last weekend or something. We watched North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing. My family, I guess we watch a lot of older movies more. Um, so if you know, you just don't in the middle or just you know, went off on a tangent on with yourself, like, were you able to pay attention to the movie or not? Yeah, yeah, I was able. I mean, yes, I, I do pay attention when it comes to these movies and everything. I just sometimes find it hard to find the motivation to like sit down and say, okay, I'm gonna spend two hours watching this now. I don't know. I mean, my I mean, she also doesn't have much of an attention span for movies. And yeah, she'll go to the theater, she'll sit through a movie. But, like, even if you ask her a day after watching that movie, like, what was the movie about? She won't be able to <laughs> even even a line about the plot. Like, what was the movie about? Oh, she, I mean, I, I, I would say I, I'll definitely, like, remember what it was about and everything. It's just... And I, I feel like I enjoy movies once I sit down to watch them. I just don't necessarily always have the motivation, I guess, to say, mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to watch this movie now. Because I don't love, like, breaking up a movie. Like, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't love to say, okay, I'm just going to watch an hour tonight and I'll finish it tomorrow or something. But... Yeah, yeah, that that doesn't sound to sit right with me. Like, you have to see it. Right. <laughs> Even if it's like something like The Godfather, like that three, three and a half hours long, you have to just sit through it and watch it in one night. Yeah, I have to that's admit. That's the way, that's the way. 
as classic as it is, I've never watched The Godfather. Oh, oh no. I know. It's bad. It's bad. There's a lot of really classic movies that I haven't seen that I really should see. But, yeah. Um, some other movies I watched recently with just my brother, um, some Japanese movies from, you know, ages and ages ago, the, I guess, 40s, 50s. Akira Kurosawa movies, like, those movies. Yeah, like, we just watched Seppuku. Mm-hmm. Um, and totally blanking on the other, <laughs> the name of the other movie we watched. Okay, um, let me just give you some names from that era. And if, uh, like, Roshamon, Seven Samurais, Dreams, nothing. I think I'm just going to stop. I can't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but... You know, it's the movies that George Luke, George Lucas actually got a lot of his inspiration for um, Star Wars from watching Japanese westerns. Can I that, be completely honest oh, with you? Yes. I haven't seen a single Star Wars movie. Wow. I mean, that's not like. <laughs> A crime, uh, but it might know, just I, be. It almost might be a crime. I'm not saying. <laughs> I so, think the only I'm Star not... Wars that you should watch, that anybody should watch, I think, are the first three episodes, four, five, and six. The prequels are just kind of nah, not the good. The ones with with Natalie Portman and everyone, or are they the original? Which which are the prequels? Um, the is Natalie Portman in them? Um, let me see. Like, I have them all. Like, I have all the eight movies, but I just can't bring the motivation. Like, I never watch a lot. I watch a lot of movies, like a couple of movies per week, but I never just just can't bring myself to look. Okay. Just sit through. It looks so stupid. I'm so sorry because I because I can get that you're a fan, and I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Oh, I'm not like a I'm not a big fan, and and yes, Natalie Portman was in their prequels. I'm not a big fan. Like if someone tells me they haven't watched Star Wars, I don't I don't care that much. I mean, I think they're good. Four, five, and six. They're worth watching. So stupid. (laughs) If I was maybe six seven years old maybe i could be get into those movies but now i see okay that jar jar bings and so like come on (laughs) (laughs) so yes we um i i guess i mean i first i would have been six or seven when i first saw them Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched them in a while. It's been a while. I've I've probably watched each of them twice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, I figured out which other 
Japanese movie we just recently watched. So Seppuku or Harikiri is the English name, I think. And Yojimbo. Yojimbo. Um, I don't think I have seen Yojimbo. I don't think because I'm completely blanking on it. I don't think I have seen Yojimbo. It's, um, have you ever seen or heard of A Fistful of Dollars? It's a Clint Eastwood, you know, one of the many Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. westerns. And it was based off of Yojimbo. Yojimbo. I have heard of Yojimbo. I, have, I think I have even seen a part of parts of Yojimbo, but A Fistful of Dollars, no. I'm completely blanking on the first one. Okay, so. yeah. But, um, so I quite liked Yojimbo and Seppuku. Um, I would like to see more. I would like to work through some more movies from Kurosawa in that <clears throat> time period. Um, All right, next question. Okay. A bad movie which had a good soundtrack. Ooh. See, this is my problem. I really, <laughs> I can't remember. Like, I don't think too terribly much about soundtracks when I'm listening to movies. I'll answer the question for you. So, in my like, for what my answer would be to help you a little bit. I say Twilight. The Twilight series, but <laughs> good soundtracks. Great soundtracks. I have not ever seen the Twilight movies. You're not missing much. You're not missing much. That's oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're not missing. I remember my brother and my cousin, who's like I said, my brother's older, and my cousin is even older than he is. They, I remember when I was little, they went to go see the Twilight movies, kind of more like ironically because they are bad. Um, <laughs> but I haven't, I don't know much of the music either, other than. The one song that I do recognize just because it's been used on a lot of TikToks lately, I guess, is the, um, like, I don't know, is it called Bella's Lullaby or oh, something? Yeah. By God to Bold, yeah. Yeah. So Great I can really only Great song, song I know. It's cool too. Yeah. Part 2 will be out in a couple of days. Thanks for listening and until then, bye-bye.